guys. Uh, welcome back to Could We Get a Priest in Here. If you're listening for the first time, uh, you've got Amit Ji. And Drishti Shivrad. Yeah. But if you're coming back because you enjoy our craziness and our amazing topics um, with a little bit of dash of salt, um, welcome back. If not, you don't like us, get lost. <laughs> so mean, Srishti. <laughs> we need to stop throwing sass at them in the literally first minute. I got my sass glasses on, so um, I'm going to be throwing a lot of sass today. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. So. Yeah, you know, if you throw questions like those at me, I'm like, which is the right side of the bed? How do you find the wrong side of the bed? Where does it go? Where does it lead? It leads nowhere. It leads nowhere. Like every pointless relationship in this world. Which brings us to our topic. What is it? What is it, Srishti? You're going to do the reveal. Well, it's something that I cannot see with or without glasses. And it's something (laughs) to Amit is trying to help me with. It is. And vice versa. And vice versa. It is red flag. Yay! Oh, I'm excited. Red flags. So, what are red flags? So, red flags from my perspective is, you know, things that you probably notice in an interaction. It could be a relationship, professional or otherwise. You know, Mm -hmm. otherwise, usually I don't play. Uh, Where you notice things that you know you should not, you know, allow forward without discussion. Or, you know, sit down and reevaluate whether you want to continue that in the context of the interactions and the way that they're working. And yeah, a lot of us sort of see these all the time and we allow them to thinking, you know, we give people the benefit of the doubt, which is not a bad thing, but I'm not sure we should do that all the time. Exactly. And my history, for those who know, well, I need a few lessons in it. I'm not going to lie about it. I've seen red planets and I've ignored it. I've seen red universes and I've ignored it. So, we're going to learn about red flags and we're going to break down why Shishi needs to learn to look at the red flags and go, oh no, I need to get myself out of here. (laughs) Same, same. And uh, from our perspective, we'll keep the discussion about, you know, things that we've sort of seen as patterns obviously we would love to understand what you have and you know it's a learning experience at the end of the day there will be more red flags to be discovered it's an infinite variety it's like pokemon catch all the red flags that are out there (laughs) actually i really don't (laughs) but yeah exactly also i mean i think it's also the factor that we need to understand that red flags differ for each people for someone it might be okay for others, it might just not be, but there are obvious red flags where it's, of course, um, where you just have to go, okay, no, I'm stepping out, <laughs> or exactly. we have to have a discussion about this, but yeah, so let's see. So I would like to know, because this is all new for me, since like red flags is not something I am capable of uh, digesting or seeing, even if I wear like the most expensive glasses available on fucking earth. Um, I'm going to let Amit G tell us what one of the red flags that he thinks is a in the relationship red flag. Okay, fair. I'll start with one. Um, I'll start with something obviously very simple, uh, mm-hmm. which is basically, you know, when you are talking to someone and, uh, you know, they are not listening, which is something <laughs> that... Nice to all professional advice. And um, this one is sort of 50 50 in being able to be detected depending on you know whether you're sort of listening. Because when you're talking, it's fun, obviously. You know, you're giving them something as information. And it might seem like that they're listening. You know, it's easy to just sit there. <laughs> And um, this one is easy to fake, if it makes sense. You know, it's not faking, basically, you know, someone can be a bad listener and you won't know about it. So, uh, 
this is a red flag from my perspective because of the fact that if you have that happen you're not communicating on the same level you have no idea what you're sharing as information or otherwise and what's getting through so i think that's the biggest red flag in any relationship where apparently you're saying something to someone and you think they've understood it but they've not at all like they're not even on the same fuck the same page they're not even reading the same book in the same language they're not on the same planet at this point they've hopped into uh must little ship it's been ship and they've left for the red flag yes they've taken their red flag and they've left the earth and you're sitting over there looking at them going Oh, it's a good one on a little drive. He'll be back. Yeah, has Srishti actually come across this red flag? Has she had situations where she's felt, you know, the other party is listening, but not listening all the time? <laughs> I think it comes with the territory of being a woman. <laughs> but, but see, that 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 is already a horrible thing on its own. But for one-to-one relationships, you know, it shouldn't matter technically what. what your definitely definitely shouldn't matter but it does come in at some point i think um in some sense because see i'm 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 like a storyteller i have that for my dad where i when i go into details about certain stories i do get a little distracted with other things or pull in different angles or whatever it is i have seen people kind of zone out but i always convince my convince myself that they're not zoning out they're just i don't know meditating probably while listening to me <laughs> yeah so how how uh see this is something that yeah i actually have to to a degree you know i get excited about a lot of things i'm interested in a wide range of topics and at some point you know someone else might be listening to it and they're like i have no fucking idea what is happening now but at that point you know it's you have to the second part of the red flag is obviously it's a two part street from the perspective of yeah. someone who's talking you can't be someone who's talking and not sensing what the other party is doing either so from your perspective as someone who is, who wants other people to be good listeners you also have to be someone who's an engaging person, person yeah. and Absolutely. allowing back and forth it cannot just be Exactly. Exactly, and that's something I've seen before in the sense where I've had these conversations where um, I think it's more of the topic. If the person's not interested in that topic or they don't know much about it, they tend to zone out a lot. However, I do recognize that we're not all jacks of all trades. So if you are don't know much about what I'm talking about, it's always okay for you to ask me about it. um you don't need to zone out and i also hit the fact like most people like if we're talking about like romantic relationships in that end i have screwed up in terms of red flags a lot but um if you look at it i do have times where people have you know not listened at all rather they've just stood there heard me in order to reply but mm-hmm. not understand and listen to what i'm saying which is of course always a deal breaker okay but... so let's actually turn that around obviously we'll take that as red flag number 1 you know if the other party is not listening professionally or relationship otherwise yeah. just take a step back for a second reevaluate whether you want to continue engaging with the person they might be interesting they might be aesthetically pleasing they might be you know great in their own field or whatever they are but they might be victoria secret models or jason momoa or aquaman <laughs> but even if they are those people and they're not communicating well or listening to you step the hell back fair very good we have identified one of the red flags now srishti give me a red flag something that you have learned or noticed that you're still trying to understand i think i'm trying to understand it but i don't know if it's a red flag but i think it is because also as i said it's personal experiences and your own preferences that kind of identify your idea of a red flag um dilly dallying in the sense like um not making a decision say something but then you go back on it sometimes <laughs> in the future in a different conversation so if you have a belief system stick by it Don't dilly dally on it. The minute you do that, I feel like a part of me just got what? 
Hmm. But like 10 days ago you said this is what you felt about it and now you're saying no I feel a different way. I get opinions change. I get that. But if you fought me on it or you've told me these are the facts and then the next day you say no these are not the facts. These are the other facts. I feel like you're gaslighting me at this point. This is completely true. See, uh this is something that comes up a lot, you know, the value of your word. and it's obviously correct to modify your opinion when you have new information come across but in that case the thing that happens is you're supposed to actually go to the person who helped change your mind in this case it could be someone who hypothetically helped you see another perspective or someone who you gave your opinion i was wrong about it which is a mature way of handling a situation where you are changing your mind you can't assume that everybody just knows your new system exactly Absolutely. And don't, okay, it's stupid, right? Because like it's bored. Just exactly. That's the that's the part that basically seems like gaslighting, where you're just like going like, I never said that. This was my system of belief, and you're like, um, excuse me, I got receipts because I I like take screenshots of our conversation and send it to my girlfriend's bitch. <laughs> Everything oh. gets screenshotted. So if you're gonna say dumb shit in 2021. Assume a lot of people know that. Exactly. <laughs> Just across the board, doesn't matter what platform. My whole girlfriend's group, which is two people, and Amit, know everything. And see, this is a sad thing, you know. We've had to create records other in other places like blockchains in a way. Like, hey, listen, this person is inconsistent. I'm just going to tell you something that they've said because of the fact that I don't know whether they've changed their mind, and I don't want to imagine that I'm delusional. <laughs> that is something that is actually the baseline foundation of how, ironically, gaslighting works, where you will be isolated by another individual. Eventually, enough from family and friends, they will basically, you know, say things to you, and if you trust them. they can technically do whatever they want because at that point they're the only source of truth which is exactly. horrible because you're like am i fucked up is the other yeah. one fucked up yeah and i've been there a few times and i can tell you it is not fun it isn't fun <laughs> fair there we go we got two red flags on the table now okay mm. let's see hmm another one okay this one's not really a red flag this one's more like it is a red flag from the context of the fact that if you don't actually do this early on it will become a red flag where you don't understand the person's value system you know when you get into an interaction with someone either professionally or otherwise figure out a way to you know discuss topics through discussion or otherwise or just through the interaction with the person and figure out you know whether you're on the same page about the bigger points in life Absolutely, but don't you think it falls down to then having honest communication? If yeah. you're incapable of having an honest communication with somebody, then I don't think you can establish any of it in Fair. any sense. Um, and that's very important. I think it's the foundation of any any kind of relationship—professional, personal, romantic, um, just general relationship, even with your parents. I know, like as an Indian kids, we have a lot of issues in terms of sharing. a few of the things that we want to share with our parents up till you know even now like i've seen people who are like in their 30s who are scared of sharing certain things about their life with their parents even if it's in the past and it's absolutely ludicrous i i've been but i was born in a way where my parents gave me the freedom they allowed me to talk about what i want to talk about without one having any judgment and two giving me advice where it's necessary rather than telling me this is the direction that I have to go in so i think it's absolutely okay and also it's it's also the factor that we need to get into our minds that our parents have lived their lives so if you do go and honestly talk to them once you've like hit adulthood in whatever sense it's absolutely okay for you to open up about things and they will absolutely listen to you uh Yeah, I agree with this hundred percent. The only, the only add-on or the only caveat that I'll add to this is that um, there is no such thing as an adult. It's a scam <laughs> in the context of winning, including your parents. Like they are happening, same as you. The only thing is that they have more experience while not knowing things. So the yeah, only yeah. thing that I would suggest is 
not all households have positive parental figures based on you know things that I've heard. Mine was on on the fence on both sides. Like it was a positive, there were negatives. It's, it's interesting. Like there will be ups, there will be downs in whatever relationship you're in, and from your perspective, that is the way it should be. The flavors of life come from the fact that there are flavors. You cannot eat chocolate all the time. Happiness is like chocolate. It's good for you. It's excellent. But at the end of the day, you can't eat chocolate all the time, twenty-four-seven, every fucking day. That is so true. Okay, another red flag, Amitji. Okay, what red flag would I put on the table? Um, I think uh, one of the things that is actually important, you know, besides the value system when you're in the relationship, would be um, hmm, the ability to uh, discuss, but not from the context of. you know topics that you're already both you know knowledgeable about or the things that you know but explore ideas that are unknown because one of the things that you is mean not even necessarily growth because yeah sure growth yeah actually that is a fair way of seeing it imagine from the perspective as people right like there are things that we know which i put down as known knowns mm-hmm. because we experience them and we have direct knowledge through the network that we're in then mm-hmm. i put down the other category which is a known unknown that mm-hmm. is things that we've heard but mm-hmm. we never experienced them or information about so it's imagine that the an example of a known unknown would be a hobby or a skill or an experience or something that you know but you've never actually done in any capacity so it's a known unknown the last one is obviously an unknown unknown where you know neither have you experienced it and you don't even know that you don't know about it because it's outside of your purview from my perspective so then i sorry to cut you off but then so then it brings it to a point where it's um the willingness to try new things exactly so it's a red flag when someone is sort of set in their ways unwilling yep this one is obviously a personal red flag you know it might vary for you if you're the sort of person who like doing things that you all do know you know that is completely okay from my perspective you know uh from my perspective i put it down as a red flag because of the fact that it's a long road you know and if you're going to be sticking to the exact barriers of where the edges of those roads are someone's already gone there you already know how that road works out you already experienced it or your you know people that you know did at the end of the day don't you want to expand out of it because that's what we are good at bipedal great apes we push things to understand something that we don't know and in rare cases nobody knows like imagine 7.9 billion people haven't figured something out or explored something and you do it that is that is fascinating you go i did something that nobody's ever done and Or it was horrible. I don't know, but at the end of the day, I tried it. Yeah, but that's the thing. Right, personal growth then it comes down to flexibility too. If you're not able to adapt and be flexible in certain situations, it then causes issues later in life. Because makes sense. Yeah, because you're not able to adapt to different parts of things that are happening in your life. and this is something that actually also comes down to the fact that i think um, one of the reasons we uh, become conservative when it comes to the things that we're willing to explore yeah could be insecurity it could be access to resources it could be you know peer pressure or other things uh and from my perspective the only thing that i have to add to this when it comes to you know why someone is not flexible is they have a specific value system which uh are too sure about or they're too unsure about either way from my perspective it's a problem because we're all making it up <laughs> and when you're too sure about something i'm like hey listen step back take look <laughs> <laughs> like whenever anyone becomes too sure about anything it it, it just you know Ooh, it, who who in this world is very sure about belief system certain belief system is certain thing i want to get it some of the worst people are very sure like stalin was very sure about what he was doing mao zedong knew exactly what he was doing i mean if he still taught us anything if you're that sure about yourself i mean die 
you know it's too much security about your own thought patterns means that there is there is a problem <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I mean, if anybody ever comes up to me and says, "I've figured out life, I've figured out my belief system, I've figured out what I have to do, I've figured out where I'm headed," I'm going to ask, "How? One, two? Are you sure? Are you? Are you? Has someone influenced you? Has someone whacked you in the head?" We're going to do a whole questionnaire where I'm trying to find whether this person is sane or insane. Exactly, and as long as you have figured it out, which is possible, like you might have come across things that you want to do, and you are doing those, there is no definition of the edges of things to know. So when you say I figured, how <laughs> exactly how? I mean, tell me also because I'm I've been trying for a while now, um, and uh, yeah, I would love to know. Like, if you have a manual on how life works, like please. Please, like, share it with me. I'm, I swear to God, I'm not going to give it to anybody else. I'll just like probably make a few copies and send it to like my best friend. Other than that, like, I'm chill, man. Like, I'm cool. Like, I'm one of the cool kids. I want snoop on you. Like, I get the whole point. Like, like whatever. Like, you know, snitches get stitches. <laughs> But yeah, please. <laughs> Okay, Srishti, you hit us with the next red flag. What would be another red flag? What would be another red flag? My whole life. Ah, uh, no. just kidding. no. <laughs> When I say my whole life, I mean my whole dating life. That's been another red flag for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we have to identify a red flag with? Oh, uh, if I identify them successfully, I mean, yeah, I don't think we would be in the position we are in right now. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about red flags when it comes to relationship? Um, yeah, actually, this one is very, very important, and I think it applies to again personal and uh, professional relationships. Mm-hmm. Professional from the context of you know companies doing this to individuals. Uh, possessiveness, which is oh, wow. the definition of I think how I see all relationships fall apart. the idea of you know perfection literally having another person and going you are mine the amount of ego that it requires to basically state that i control your experiences as another being is insanity to me because how do you have the ability to tell someone else what they are allowed to do and not just because of the fact that they've agreed to apparently being in an interaction with you is insane to me how how do you do that i mean there's a fine line over there itself you have the general cutesy i am possessive about you i'm going to get jealous when other people give you attention uh but i'm not going to act on it i'm just going to be irritated it's only just to get your attention again that's all the toxic like attitude in relationship right there but also there's the i'm possessive about you in the sense that i do not want to talk about your past experiences because they make me jealous of the fact that you have had these experiences with someone other than me um yeah Think, think about it this way: the even the idea of hypothetically uh, getting negatively impacted when someone sees someone who you're in a relationship with in any capacity, in a positive way, is insanity. If I have someone who is a partner who is either good-looking, who is skilled in a specific activity, who has a personality which is very engaging, and other people come and engage with them in a positive manner, where they're like, "Holy shit, I would want to have an interaction with this person." I feel pride. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. If someone actually, if I have a fucking lady who is going, I had ten guys hit on me today. I'm like, I can see why. You're fucking amazing. Tell me all about it. If they fucking say something that I missed out, I would like to learn. Why the fuck would you fucking see it any other way? The entire premise of, uh, you know, I would let it be restricting the ability for the person to engage with other people. Just because you're tired of that relationship, yeah, that's that's it's, absolutely stupid. It's, it's fucking silly. The, the the opposite should be the case where you want to share the fact that hey, look, I have an amazing person that I've come across. 
please world meet this amazing person holy fuck exactly exactly let the world know that's what we all women want at the end of the day let the whole fucking world know hey meet this person she's my girl not my girl she is her own person and she is agreeing to be around me in a positive manner that but once till we find a better word instead of saying the whole thing we will say my Uh, I'm not fucking ever saying my. I fucking believe in the idea of fucking monogamy as a fucking foundation, too, but that's not what we're gonna touch in this fucking one. So yeah. Sure. Yeah, but but then I think what you said, Amit, comes down to then trust. If you're not yeah. able to trust someone enough to to kind of allow that to happen, that's where the idea of excessive possessiveness comes in. because you're not able to digest the fact that they are having interactions outside because in some capacity or some level within you somewhere doesn't have to be on the surface you do not trust either the person they're interacting with or your own self or them so this i think comes down to two things from my perspective when we have possessiveness which is something that you completely hit on the head with the example of you know uh trust being the foundation of the thing but it comes down to insecurity trust is basically built on insecurity yeah. if i were directly you come across a situation where you're possessive about the person either you're insecure about the fact 99% of the time that they will leave you because they come across a set of interactions that are better in whatever capacity that better is or second you're you know consciously or subconsciously that you're doing things that are a negative for the other party and you know for a fact that they have interact with other people they will let them know that and the fucking person should leave yeah so either one of these is a negative one if you think that there are better interactions out there yes there are you're one person there are 7.9 billion people don't control the experiences of anyone else when they come across something that is a positive communicate learn from that both of you fucking decide what the decision is in any capacity every fucking day should be you know i am trying to have best experience possible as a person and i'm glad to have you as company at whatever point you sit down and you go this is becoming bad you should be able to communicate that and figure out how do you move from that rather than you know what we're going to start creating walls around the compound now we're going to fucking put you in this thing where you're going to be there in the thing for seven lifetimes and we got so make sure that we're going to put like a band around your hand or other body parts to make sure that i am not bundling you bitch exactly which is ironically a lot of the rites and rituals that we have they basically create the idea of the foundations that the other party owns you for this period a lot of people talking about like if you look at like if you look at how certain vows are exchanged um even if you look at like a gender wedding There is a line that says to obey you. Yeah. <laughs> and it and that's, no, that's something only the woman says. The man doesn't exactly. say that. And there are no lines about the fact that I will communicate with you that I will always reevaluate to understand whether you're adding value to my life in a positive way, whether I'm creating experiences or you know whatever the fuck I'm supposed to be doing in life whether I'm achieving whatever I'm supposed to whether I'm moving forward in a positive way no all of them are basically sort of like hey do you want to stagnate in a pool of our own filth forever yeah. for multiple lifetimes so that you know we don't have to move forward hmm absolutely <laughs> and also I hate the factor like you know I've I've had this kind of continuum sometimes and I see it with conversations with others not in a romantic way or just just general conversations I've had with other people where they've said you know it's hard to talk about your past because certain people don't take it the right way would um, you just you're just supposed to listen when someone tells you about the past you shut the fuck up close your face you don't have a mouth now and just listen to whatever their experiences are three things happen when you do that one you learn things about the other person that you did not know things that are important to them all experiences that all of us have are important to each one of us and the only way to know other people the second from your perspective now you know the things that hypothetically they might have issues with exactly. and you can help them through those to figure out you know 
what exactly is something that causes them and how can you work past them third you now know how exactly both of you can move forward from that would you rather have a fucking unknown unknown here i don't want to know anything sure that is one way of doing things i uh, legitimately believe that to a degree my rational is that if you get into a relationship in a specific point i don't care about your past because mm-hmm. of that just tell me what do you want after a point if the past gets in the way discuss it but if you work through it move on exactly. shut the fuck up and listen to it exactly but, but that's the thing right at the end of the day again individually if you're saying that you're not comfortable discussing your past that's absolutely fine yeah. but if you're blaming the whole concept on just saying um well if i discuss my past even though i want to because it does affect my current relationship i can't because this person starts feeling a certain way about it that's a red flag that's a huge red flag yeah one of the fundamental things with jealousy possession any sort of feeling of insecurity that is your problem you should not put that on the other party you have to work through it on your own uh it's hard like i fundamentally understand that i was fucking you know i was someone who had the same feelings when i was young i did not have the understanding that i cannot technically control someone's experiences as a person my first girlfriend i had a long relationship with her seven years all the red flags that i'm talking about i hit all of them <laughs> i would gaslight i technically did all of the things when it comes to possessiveness because that's what i was trained for that is what popular media is all about it teaches you things from the cultural aspects of how things are supposed to work the entire point is you're supposed to question it <laughs> i mean if you're basing your whole relationship and your idea of romance on a few um movie well you got it all wrong is absolutely horrible it's not how life works um learn from people exactly talk to people this is why you have to talk to people you got to understand this is why talking about bees and birds is very important in terms of guys who don't understand what bees and birds are it's about sex talk to people about sex you need to understand what it is you can't just go oh, into it like we're going to we're going to actually use this to go into the next red flag i'm going to let trishti do this one when it comes to this what is a red flag like this is a huge fucking problem with women obviously and you know bees and birds yeah anything associated with this in a relationship the red flags that come in when interactions related to sexuality in many interactions is um with sex is just inability to kind of see what the other person wants what in terms of pleasure the other person enjoys because in some sense i think um as obsessed with popular media you know because most guys learn from popular media or porn how to kind of have sexual interactions or they have an idea of whatever it is because their experiences have set it that way um they tend to not have conversations about what entices somebody or what they enjoy within the bedroom especially when it comes to a woman because you expected to perform certain things and then the same is not returned so i think that's a conversation that everybody needs to have active yeah. and it's not even the oddest thing was that from my perspective i never knew this till very recently that apparently people don't reciprocate when it comes to sexual interaction i did not know that as a fundamental thing that exists because my interactions even when they were very i think it just worked out positively we never had that as a fucking problem both parties fundamentally cared about the experience of the other person when it came to the aspect of how sexuality worked out and the fundamental thing that i don't understand when it comes to this is sexuality is a two way street unless you know you're doing masturbation which is great you know fucking go go all out with the oils and whatever fuck but uh if you're technically doing a dance you cannot be dancing alone exactly that makes no sense which is absolutely stupid and you need to understand that it's okay for you to not be great that's the whole point of honest communication exactly. nobody is great nobody is great you it's learn a, it's supposed it's to be awkward it's it's a weird situation you're against another person rubbing your body against them in bizarre fucking positions 
assuming that it will fucking apparently feel good it's the most bizarre experience as people that we ever have we literally get inside a room remove the lights and for some reason decide that we're going to touch each other and hopefully at some point we apparently feel good and we I'm not fucking going into the baby area at all actually but it's it's an it's it's a very abstract odd thing it is it is also a brilliantly beautiful thing because it makes no sense yeah. if you break it up and the thing about anything to do with sexuality is the only way to experience it is by doing it not by fucking looking at it absolutely and it's okay for you to ask it's okay for you to stop ask and then continue and always remember consent is king you cannot act indifferent to consent without someone's consent do not go forward ask consent people appreciate that you think oh yeah i mean at some capacity yes we do want some level of you know uh, control from the other end but you also need to understand consent is something that is sexy it's not something that basically dies down anything rather it's something that's fundamental um you need to always ask for consent because without consent that just turns into a completely different stuff <laughs> exactly and one of the things that comes on with consent is that it is fundamentally something that can be very arousing if you know that the other party from your perspective will appreciate the fact that you're asking them something and it creates a feedback if you're in an interaction in a scenario which is sexual it is okay for you to ask the other party this is something that you want to do and it could be something as simple as hey can i fucking kiss you and if they say yes it is a positive for both parties to have someone ask you that is a positive if you want the other party to do that if not it's okay for them to say actually no and from your perspective when they say no you don't exactly. go hey, what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> no what you go is hey i understand that that is completely fine i thought it was appropriate but it's okay. just be okay with getting a fucking answer which is not what you wanted <laughs> exactly and it works both ways and people need to understand that and it's okay for you to say no and in terms of women also i think in some sense it's okay for you to say no if you don't want to date someone say no you don't want to go out with them say no you don't want to have any sexual interaction with somebody you, it's okay for you to change your mind and say no it is absolutely okay you do not owe anything to anybody at this point just because he took you out on a long date which was expensive and he paid for your food but you're not having a nice interaction and now you're in his house in his room and things are getting hot and heavy you do not have to go through with it so one of the fundamental things this sort of comes down to is the previous red flag possession where the idea is that an investment of resources or time or anything else does not change the fact that the other person is an intelligent thinking being of their own you know volition and free will and they yeah. can decide to do what they want whenever they want and when it comes to anything to do with sexuality you can change your mind at any point during the interactions it's something that is such a personal experience that you're supposed to be fucking opinionated if someone is doing something to your body and you're like oh my god this is not great it's about self preservation here You're like fuck off don't do it this will leave scars on my physical fucking and my psychic being no fuck off exactly and at the end of the day the whole idea of sexual interaction is so you enjoy it it's not something that you're obliged to do it's something you have to enjoy and take your time with it right as i said i mean come on <laughs> like well, you can just um, do it just deal with the consequences of those in whatever capacity Absolutely if you're going with the idea that this is all I want good for you yeah if you're going in with the idea this is more than what I want then don't be surprised that at the end of it you're like ah uh, didn't get anything out of it that's because you never communicated what you wanted exactly and this is something that is fundamentally you know bizarre to me okay so from our perspective uh one of the things that obviously you know 
I don't want to actually do a red flag. Uh, we've learned how the red flags work out. We want to potentially now sort of wrap it up with boundaries. Some basic boundaries that you can have with a community partner. That's another thing that I can't do. So, to wrap this up in the sense of what Shishti can do and can't do, Shishti doesn't know how to identify red flags, red planets, red universes, red multiverses, and she does not know how to set boundaries for all of this. <laughs> so, from our perspective, we're going to try learning. I am the same. This is something that I'm very, you know, learning very recently. I actually, like, I just realized that I need to have boundaries, and I went, "I need to have boundaries." But then I sat down and went, "What the fuck? How do you define those?" Like everybody says these things, like you're supposed to be this, and then you go, "Yeah." How? and then they sort of back away slowly <laughs> they're like i don't know fucking <laughs> idea they're but, like homer simpson at this point hiding in the <laughs> fucking bushes going like donut i now decept exactly so no, no, no. we're going to we're going to try it we're going to try defining Please. and what exactly does about to me so uh before i do that i want srishti's perspective on this no googling she's googling <laughs> no googling srishti <laughs> yeah So, I'm going to give you a general definition of what a boundary is. Um this is the uh, equivalent of googling stuff, yeah. So, bear with me. A line which marks the limit of an area, a dividing line. Now, how does that apply to relationships? Like how do you define a boundary there? I don't know. Google does not tell me how to define boundaries in a relationship. <laughs> okay, so I'll do my interpretation then. So this is actually completely fair. That is that is a dictionary definition of how a boundary is defined. Something that you know you have that you don't actually allow someone to cross. But how it comes to relationship? So look at it this way. If let's say we take our psychological well-being at the center, right? Like as mm-hmm. we are, our sense of self, our ideas, our value systems, and mm-hmm. we operate in a specific way. So right mm-hmm. outside of those we create these lines which basically are principles that we would mm-hmm. not allow someone to cross mm-hmm. that you know when we see either in violation of these principles or you know something that we notice as being potentially affecting it in a negative way we sort of take a step back and go hey we have to discuss this because this is something that I will not allow as something to move forward without actually discussing it with the other party so as an example one boundary from the red flags that we have which was the very first red flag which was that uh someone who does not listen when you notice that that is a boundary that you could potentially define where if you notice that as a pattern with a person you take a step back and you either let them know or you don't but you disengage and reevaluate absolutely Absolutely, he nailed it. And what would Srishti do as a set of boundaries potentially, like things that would help her navigate more positively the dating ecosystem of 2021? I mean, if I had that down, or if I knew even like a fraction of what I would do, I don't think I would be in this situation. I where try, like let's try defining one. Like, what would Srishti define down as a boundary? now is a boundary the minute you see that he's being delusionist and gaslighting you in whatever capacity run run yeah. bitch run hide exactly gaslighting would be a very explicit boundary where you're like as soon as you see the first version of it you do not allow it yeah fair actually that makes sense run i think mutual respect mutual respect would be a boundary like if i see someone who is not respectful like they they throw shade at you for whatever the specific reasons are take a step back because judgment is not something that you want in an interaction absolutely it will judgment is not okay and i believe in that i think mutual respect is everything in life you don't know what anyone's been through um nobody wears their story on their sleeves in whatever sense or capacity uh everybody has have had hard times or are going through it so in no case you can judge a book by its cover you can't just you know just because someone's behaving a certain way there's always something underlying 
I always give them the benefit of the doubt, but also it means when you give them the benefit of the doubt, at some point you need to say, "This is how much I can go up to." Hmm. That's where you set the boundary. Now, setting that boundary is up to you. So, if someone fucks up, how many times are you going to allow them to fuck up? No. If they're never learning from that experience, maybe two, three times. After the third time, that's where you set the boundary. That's something I don't do. That's something I need to do. Trishti is doing that, even though she says she doesn't do. She has started actually changing a lot of these. But yeah, that is a very, very healthy thing from your perspective. As soon as you start seeing it and you start defining the bottom edges, in the long term, you can also make sure that <laughs> you know when you come across it as a problem, you're like, "Hey, bitch! I fucking box dead people like that and are like, fuck off." <laughs> Exactly, and don't be like me. So I have an issue. Like I am too sweet to people in the sense I don't know how to say no. If you know me well, you already know that I don't say no ever, uh, which is again a red flag in my own self. <laughs> But uh, it's something I need to do, which is set boundaries. Um, that's going to help me kind of say no to other people. Uh, what that usually I, happens? Exactly, and I burn out. And you've seen it. I, I burn out like absolutely like either. Financially, physically, mentally, I just burn out because I'm constantly doing things for other people, or I'm helping someone when I myself need that. Um, so that's something that I need to do actively. But what I was trying to say was basically, when I do that and I burn out, I then start doing toxic things, and I've seen that. Exactly. And the most important thing is, if you're not able to apologize after doing something like that. Well, that's another red flag, guys. That's within you, and you need to learn to own up to it. And it's okay for you to be apologetic to someone for something that you have messed up. You mm-hmm. have to own up to things. Again, you cannot yes, get away by saying, "I did not do that. You made me do that." There is no. In sense. your responsibility, because right now, if you're financially independent, taking care of your shit. Making decisions for yourself every single day. If you can open up your phone and buy food on Swiggy, then you can might as well go up to the person that you have now fucked over and say, "I am sorry, I fucked you over. I do not know what came over me, or I do know what came over me, and this is why it happened. And I need to learn from it and do better. I am sorry, I affected you this way. Do not be sissy about it. Hey. Completely true. Completely true. There we go. That is actually another boundary: inability to, you know, apologize, um, and you know, hypothetically seeing other parties' perspectives. That would be something that you define as a boundary. I think that just comes from my perspective. The biggest boundary that I obviously follow is self-awareness. Like, if you're not self-aware, oh my God, I don't know what I will do with you <laughs> or what you'll do with me. <laughs> Exactly, and you overthinking bitches out there because I am one of you. Uh, don't think that every single mistake in life is yours. It's probably not. Um, try and it think about not, it. It is not. Not probably. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes not. No. Again, no. here we go. My overthinkingness. But anyways, think about it. Try to break down what happened. Try to go into the situation and then see the truth. Do not. Start overthinking and say everything is my fault, and stop excessively apologizing if you're overthinking about things. Because if it's not your fault, no need of an apology. Hmm. But if and, it is, own up. And I think one of the last boundaries that at least I want to put down from my perspective, and I'll give this Rishi is, um, you know, people who assume a lot because that can. You know, not only mess up communication; it's also such, such a huge drag on everybody that assumes things about other people, about themselves, about situations. It could be from a place of insecurity. It could be from a place of you know, uh, over security, like overconfidence in the ability to do things. And either way, it costs a lot. <laughs> You're like you will be creating and playing with scenarios that just don't exist. <laughs> Like you are playing with hypotheticals at that point of a kind that you're like, what do I even do with this? Uh, Never as you, as Jamshed is making as out of you and me. It does. 
just because someone's posting amazing pictures on Instagram or having amazing time on some fucking social media channel or if you heard about it does not mean they are there is always other parts to the story yeah i mean like in generally there are the parts to the story that you don't know so don't assume that everything's nice everything's great if social media has taught us yeah but it's also if social media has taught us anything nothing is real online <laughs> right i know i don't understand it i just post bullshit on it at this point just to engage with random fuckers i just honestly look at it, if you think about it like most of the pictures that i put up are always angled in some way it's not even the real me at this point like <laughs> don't even care So, I think end of basically our little red flag planet conversation. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is a problem for everyone out there. What are the other red flags you think that you've come across but have ignored? Um, let us know either ping us on our Instagram, DM us. Uh, we go back or we get a priest. Um, I don't know, fun, fun. or just you know send us a message via spotify or anchor um you can send us a voice message that's something cool that's one of the features that we have we can even include you in the next podcast or when we do another promotion for this particular episode yeah. so yeah so, yeah exactly so let us know what are some of the things that you think are red flags that not just girls but also guys tend to look over and also Tell us how do you think we should set boundaries for the ones we have discussed. And from our perspective, obviously, this was a very heavy topic. You know, yeah. if you listen to this entire thing, we're very thankful because yes. you know this is these are the discussions that we are supposed to be having, at least you know from our perspective, and we're all avoiding in a way. So thank you for listening, and obviously, uh, Tisha Braj. I'm going to be leaving the house now. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. And don't forget to like, share and follow us.